Welcome back to another episode of Square State Sandlot. I'm Kyle Gilmore. As always, Bill Montoya is here with me, but we have a doozy of a treat for you. One of the good old boys, <laughs> Logan Ellerbeck's with us. Um, super pumped to have you on, man. It's been way too long since I've talked to you. It's been um, at least 10 years, yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to dive into some football mostly. Um, obviously centered a little bit around your Panthers, but... Um, That's just I'm a just, treat I'm for everybody, that's a treat for everyone. Yeah, you you know everyone's going to be coming for that Carolina that Panthers. Carolina content, content, buddy. That's where it's at. So, no, we're excited oh, to have man. you on, Log. It's it's great to see you with that wonderful backdrop of the Wyoming skyline. I tell you, it's perfect. It's it like is. A, it's oh, like I set man. it up that way. So... Log, we, we have, like Kyle said, a lot of NFL to talk about, and I think that's the main sport that you tune into. Why don't you give us a little background on on how you fell in love with sports and then maybe just your teams and, and go from there? Well, that's that's a story I've told a million times. I apologize. I uh, 1996, my mom went away for like two weeks for a business trip to North Carolina, came back with a Panthers shirt and a Panthers hat, and then that same year, Rob Bollinger, the right tackle for the team, came out to our football camp, and I've been a diehard fan ever since. And due to just loving the Panthers, you got to follow the 31 other crappy teams, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I love you, you've definitely suffered through it. Uh, Chris Winkie, I think, is your favorite player, right? Oh, yeah. I love that man. <laughs> oh, man. That takes I'm, me back. I still hate him, and that was – 21 I, years ago. I thought maybe it'd be DeLome or uh, one of the long list of wonderful. I love DeLome. I love that crazy Cajun, man. He's he's one of the highlights of the team. Do you know who yeah. I miss? Steve Smith. Steve Smith. No. My favorite Panther ever Tiki. was Tiki. Just Tiki because Barker? he had. Barker. No. Uh, Tiki Biakabatuka. Biakabatuka, yeah. My bad. He had the best name ever. <laughs> Yakubatuka, being able to say that as like a 10-year-old is just something to be proud of. Oh, yeah. Wesley Walls was my favorite player back then, though. Love me some Wesley Walls. I still remember the days of Madden in your basement. Oh, man. I think we literally put three months into that game over the summer. If we would have been outside playing football as much as we played Madden, like we we probably would have had a shot at going pro, I think. Nah. There, there was one major obstacle for me, and that Size. was weighing 90 pounds in high school. Yeah, that'll do uh, it. You know, you know. that was soaking yeah, wet too, it. Bill. That was soaking mm-hmm. wet. Like, you tried playing football, it just didn't go well for you. Yeah, those uh, those Wyoming boys were a little bit bigger than me, so I was a center on our offensive line, so they weren't too big, Bill. Like, I'm only five foot nine. Yeah. Let's be honest about it here. But I was five foot nine in, you know, sixth grade. So there you go. I think really, I was five foot even. Really glad I just kept growing through life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, that's that's where my love of the Panthers comes from and my love of football. And just as a fan of football, you guys asked me to be on. Yeah. And love we, it. Like like we alluded to, we we will go to into the the Carolina Panthers stuff because that's what we brought Logan for. Uh, but there is some other news coming out of the NFL, and we are still waiting for the Deshaun Watson news. So I'm, I'm thinking they're waiting for something positive to to put it's that be behind. Positive. Six games but, at least. 
There's nothing uh, positive coming in that situation. Six games no. minimum. If six, it's six games. games, I'm burning it to the ground. <laughs> I'll be so pissed. I said minimum. I well, know. If it's less than a season, I'm going to go into rage mode. It's like the straight-A student in class. They're going to get away with it, though. You know it. But he hasn't been oh. a straight-A student. But he, he's a talented NFL athlete, though. So He hasn't been to school in over a year. <laughs> I mean, point. come on now. Actually, we don't know that. We haven't done the background research to see if he's attending summer classes. <laughs> let's face it. If Shaquille O'Neal uh, could be a doctor. I'm pretty sure the only thing he's attending is massages, and I think that's the issue. I tell you what, as a guy with a really bad back, I was I was truly impressed <laughs> by the amount of massages that man had in such a short amount of time. But if you're after the happy endings, and he was just getting uh, the assistance, you know? Yeah. Bill, <laughs> yeah. you did not expect this to fall off the rails instantly. No, not this quickly, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's just let's just hope they handle it that's, correctly, and we'll leave that's it. That's that. That's that energy I've told you you've been missing. Both of you are smiling right now, which we're not normally doing this early in the episode. So this is true. Positive energy. Usually, it voice. gets takes to about the middle before we're laughing about <laughs> things. So way to bring that energy. And uh, a couple notes from around the league. Like you said, they they have announced that they are going to do a NFL streaming service that's called NFL Plus. This is a major plus for for fans of the NFL. Uh, you used to be stuck behind that paywall of DirecTV and the NFL Sunday ticket, and that was extremely cost prohibitive because you had to have a DirecTV contract. Did um, you see and, the price? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy to me. It's awesome. I was it's going to be away. so predatory, though. They're going to have predatory pricing in there somehow, guaranteed. I'm, I'm sure, but even $4.99 is a start out per month. I was, no I was one hoping- else is even close. Everyone else is 30 ish dollars a month really what um, the nfl package was 160 wasn't it something like right, that. I think right, it was 250 I, yeah I, I mean for just straight streaming i mean between like nhl and mlb i'm paying you know 20 to 30 a month for both um that's I, interesting as much as i hate that google owns the world i was really pulling for google to get that that contract because it would have been cool to be able to watch nfl on youtube like that just would have been cool but I, I, NFL probably do a good job with it. I mean, NFL Network is one of the best produced sports casts out there. So, yeah, no, it's it. I think it'll be well done, and the pricing, at least to start, you can't beat that. I mean, forty oh, bucks for a year to yeah, to watch all the regular season games, and then it, they do have that second tier where you get the NFL Game Pass, where you can go back and watch the games with the all twenty two footage and all that. So, definitely okay. intriguing. I worry, like, what the playoffs are going to look like, what the Super Bowl... They're going to have some kind of predatory system. That's just the world well, we live in now. It said that you can only watch the or the postseason games on phone or tablet, so you can't yeah. do it on your TV. So I think that's the gotcha. But Ooh. I think most people have access to, like, either your cable or they're still doing the over-the-air stuff. If you have yeah, an see- antenna, you, you can watch those, so... CBS and Fox carries the majority of playoff games anyway, so. This does seem like a slap in the face to uh, Amazon, though. Like, they pay for those packages, <laughs> yeah. and now they just make it available on their own streaming service. You remember those hilarious days so long ago where people were like, we're cutting the cord, we're cutting the cord, and then they had signed up for <laughs> 17 different streaming services? That's oh, how yeah. they get you. And now you're paying <laughs> more than you used to be with yeah. cable. 
but basically. So I think this is a net positive for the the NFL fans. Is that how you guys take it? Honestly, yeah. I think it'll be a good thing. It's positive for me, and I'm going to be honest with you. That's what matters to me the most. Um, <laughs> it's going to make it easier for me to watch games. So I don't have DirecTV. I don't have NFL Sunday ticket. Um, you know, I'd go to the in-laws to watch theirs. This is awesome. Now for you me. can watch. Now you can watch while at your in-laws on a different, like you can right, watch right. A different on game. my own phone. Yeah, <laughs> like, upgrade uh, all the way. The the reason this doesn't benefit me as much, and not that I really care, but the Raiders are now the local team for my area, so I pretty much right. get to see all their games anyway. <laughs> but. Yours would probably all be blacked out, anyways. No, it actually said I'm just local. Kidding. I know that's the first thing I read. That that's why I checked because I was like, great, so I can't even watch the Raiders games on there if I'm somewhere else. But yeah, it's fine. So five bucks. Anyway, five bucks. Moving on from from that news, there's just a, a couple of news and notes about contracts and things like that, players, injuries. Um, Justin Ross of the Chiefs, they signed him as an undrafted free agent. A lot of people had him in their top 100 for talented wide receivers. Uh, the Chiefs were quite comfortable with his medicals and ends up needing an, a second surgery. So he's going to miss the whole season. Uh, I think they were kind of counting on him to help replace Tyreek Hill, and it looks like that's not going to happen. Yeah. So um, one one hit to the Chiefs is obviously a positive for my Raiders. So. I, oh, I yeah. like that. Not that I want to ever see anyone get injured, but don't lie. it happened. Don't lie to kick it, Bill. Nah, <laughs> I don't want he's to. Had a rough, he's had a rough go, man. Um, even back in college, the dude just can't stay healthy. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but. I think the guys like that managed said, to go through their careers without an injury are just a rarity nowadays. Like, it's a high-contact sport. Yeah. yeah. And that's I'm, I'm glad you said you that because we're going to talk about a certain individual later today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I figured he would come up. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. But you know, another player news. Did you guys see? Uh, oh, who played the guy on Con Air? Did you see? Uh, Nicholas Aaron? Cage. Yeah, Nick oh, Cage. Yeah. Did you see, see him show up to the Green Bay uh, oh, training yeah. camp? That's awesome. He's, that made me laugh when he classy. dropped that bag. <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh so hard. He hammed it up. It was amazing. Yeah. He always does. He's definitely a character. I love seeing him do that kind of stuff. And everyone was saying, especially Pat McAfee, because that obviously he's a regular guest on his show. But he's, yeah. he was like, well, looks like Aaron Rodgers is going back to back to back on the MVP <laughs> award. Yeah. No, it's that was that was hilarious. And then um, did you guys see what? the Arizona Cardinals did with Kyler Murray's contract. Oh my God. Mandated what uh, watching film. Like how is he not watching film already? Yeah. I yeah. really want people to process that. So in case you didn't know, Logan, Bill knows I hate Kyler Murray. Um, it's not in this your division. Just, Why? This just cements how much I hate Kyler Murray. <laughs> you are forcing an NFL quarterback to watch film. I would just want that to sink into people. An NFL quarterback is being forced to watch film. You wonder why. So clearly, clearly he wasn't watching enough film. No, or they didn't think he was. What is going on here? If I were him, I would just pay a friend. I would literally just bring a friend on to the old, you know, pay him $100,000. You're watching film because I'm not going to change anything. 
He's got FaZe Clan, bud. They went public <laughs> this last week, and they just tanked uh, instantly. Like, FaZe Clan. He's he's yeah. terrible. I just <laughs> can't stand him. I I want to dislike him because of what he did to the, to the A's. They used a first-round draft pick on him. Get, as a favor to him, let him play <laughs> a college football season, and then he goes and gets drafted by the NFL. It's just like, hey, thanks for the money, guys. And that, that was it. And the A's would have let him come on and be talented and then get rid of him anyway. Like, isn't that well, what they do true. with their talent? But the A's would have at least, you know, had the first four seasons or so of that talent before they <laughs> shipped him off. Yeah, but you'd have to put a clause in his contract for him to, like, do batting practice. Batting practice, yeah. Well, Good point. <laughs> and that, ex- that tells me exactly what I needed to know about if he would have made it in Major League Baseball. And if he's not willing to put in the time to watch film and, and break down what he's doing right, what he's doing wrong, he probably wouldn't have made it in, the, in Major League Baseball anyway. Your bleeper's going to get some work, but fuck that, Bill. Like, look at how talented the kid is without watching film. The Cardinals, well, are, the Cardinals are a team because of him. He's their franchise yeah. player, and he doesn't watch film. But you've seen that with other players that have that extreme raw athleticism, like Mike Vick. Mike Vick said recently, if I would have watched film, I would have won a Super Bowl. Without a doubt. And now Kyler Murray is watching film, so we should all be a little worried about what's going to come. Watching film. Yeah, Yeah. we'll see. We'll (laughs) see. But the thing that makes me laugh about it is they were willing to give him, what was it, $250 million? $250, guaranteed. Knowing yeah. he wasn't watching film to begin with. So, yeah, they, they basically had to put a Jamarcus Russell clause into this contract. And it's going to be really interesting if I didn't see say, in the contract where it said he couldn't eat McDoubles from McDonald's. I didn't see that in there. Well, it did say he had to be tucked into bed by 930 p.m. on school <laughs> nights. So I can't. I just can't. <sighs> As a big fat guy, I can make fun of Jamarcus for being a big old fat guy. Oh, God. Did you guys see him on the Pivot podcast a couple weeks ago? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he he pseudo took blame for not putting in the work, but then he also blamed – But then, yeah, he also blamed the Raiders and, (laughs) you know, his family and everything else around him for – Was it their fault for making him the wealthiest – NFL player at the time for just getting drafted like yeah it, Logue, you can attest I hated that pick yeah you did everyone was saying the dude can throw 70 yards from his knees from I was like knees. yeah well when's he gonna do that in a game and <laughs> like Calvin Johnson was drafted directly behind him and I told you Logue, at the time I, I said I don't care if you don't have anyone to throw that guy the football Doesn't he's matter. gonna make plays what but a if you draft story. this quarterback and don't have anyone around him, it's not going to work well. And sure you can, enough. You can say that you could have a scrub throwing to Megatron, but like in all honesty, he didn't have a scrub throwing to him at any point in his career. He had Stafford the entire time. So Yeah, but, but when your wingspan is 14 feet. Yeah. You put I'm me in there, playing. I'm not going to be able to hit that. <laughs> no, yeah, I promise. Can. A league... <laughs> A league average quarterback, Megatron would have still put up numbers because yeah. serviceable how much backup he was. would have put up numbers with him. Yeah. I'm not saying like Stafford did, but 
Obviously, Stafford's above average, but, but hindsight's you, twenty twenty, buddy. We all knew LSU always. national championship. You got to draft the big old fat yeah. fatty that could throw it seventy yards. Yeah. You wanted oh, a three hundred and thirty pound quarterback to start, like yes. Al Davis appreciates speed and size. <laughs> he had size. Oh, I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, but speed anyway, too. what'd you say, Kyle? I was going to say he had speed, too. He left the league really quick. (laughs) Three seasons. I think he played in 20 games or something like that. So, pretty impressive. Terrible. I can't believe Um, that guy can even get on podcasts. Like, I don't – like – Well, everyone's been asking him to for years, like trying to get him to come to his side of the story, and he never would. He he doesn't want to be – in front of the media he says he doesn't need it he did it as a favor to the pivot guys because yeah. one of them is like related to him i think it's fred taylor maybe is somehow related to him i respect something that, like that actually like i respect him showing up on that account then yeah johnny manzel I, I watched that dipshit i'm just like good god this kid he was actually yeah. pretty good on uh busting with the boys yeah, that's the one I was referring to. I was just yeah. disgusted. No, I even got the airtime. Like, I liked it. I mean, he was he was definitely um, transparent and was like, I just didn't love football anymore. And I can respect that. Like, He never did love football. He was just a talented college kid. No, he did. He loved it in college. He, His name he plays was Johnny it. Football. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once, when you get drafted, that's, that's the tough thing for me is all these quarterbacks that get drafted high out of college. Obviously you're going to a crap team because if, if they're picking that high, unless they traded for that pick, they're probably not a good team and they just expect you to jump in and, and save them. And that's why I have some, that's why I have some sympathy for Jamarcus Russell because Cincinnati Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl this year. Just say yes, but they also had a decent team. They just had injuries. So they, they've been knocking with a decent team without a quarterback for a long time. So I'm sorry. There's not a bad team in the NFL. There's there really is. not. There is. Urban Meyer led Jaguars was. Oh, good go. point. Yeah, that is a terrible team. Yeah. <laughs> there's the always. Yeah. There's the Browns always are teams. paying Baker Mayfield to beat them week one, Logan. Yes, they That's are. And I we'll get there. We'll get there. I can't wait. To talk. <laughs> no, it's. There's annually like three, four teams that are really just awful. And that's when you hear those conversations about, well, Alabama would beat them. And that's obviously a laughable statement. But uh, let's get to Kyle. You have some news about your highest paid safety in the league. <laughs> yeah, he just, it's, I, I really don't think it's a big deal. He just hopped off a bike and rolled his ankle or stepped funny, whatever. But he jumped by the he saw no non-football injury uh, to start the season. I like I like I told you off air. He's not going to be doing much in training camp, anyways. Um, yeah. I don't think it's a big deal. Put him on the put him on the bike. Get him in meetings. He's going to get as much as he would have either way. He's yeah. A, yeah, he's a stud regardless. Yeah, a lot of the veterans don't even get much work no. other than doing some when conditioning. I, and when like I went that. to training camp last year. Um, your starters, your your known starters, all they did was basically just goof around for two and a half hours. So that's 
That's what you want out of training camp, though. It oh, absolutely. Be, it was a blast. But should be team building 100%. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the Raiders, but it sounds <laughs> like they're doing a they're going pretty hard in their training camp, even though they can't even put pads on until tomorrow. So I cannot yeah. wait to see what Vegas does this year. Cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be exciting. You're going to um, have to eat crow so hard on all the negative things you said about that man. <laughs> uh, Logan, oh, I know you wanted to talk about Jimmy G. Um, I just I real did. quick today, the Niners announced that they will not have him in camp. He's obviously been given permission to seek a trade. It's the right move. Have, yeah, and they've said Trey Lance is their quarterback of the present and the future. So what did, what did you have to talk about about Jimmy G? Well, I just wanted to see where you guys see him landing. I mean, he has a lot of opportunity to land. Let's face it, he's not going to Seattle. There's no way San Francisco signs off on Seattle. But the Eagles actually, are in need of a quarterback. Pittsburgh's in need of a quarterback. Like Eagles? The Eagles. They had, they're all in on Hurts. I, I disagree. I don't think they are. I think, look at how quickly they bailed on Foles. If they think they can win more games with a more talented or essentially equally talented quarterback, I could easily see them making that trade week three. Yeah, but we already know Jimmy G's capabilities, and I don't think they meet – Three repeat NFC championships? Is that not what you want out of a quarterback? Well, are you kidding me? I think you could have put, I don't even know. You could have put a league average quarterback on that team. And that's what I think Jimmy G is, is average. That's the thing, though. Like, I, I think that's the problem with the NFL is everybody expects to be at a level rather than building to a level. Like, there's only one Aaron Rodgers. Let's face it. Yeah. If you can there get a guy is. that can that can control the game and actually play game management, like you can win games that way. So I, let me ask you this, because we actually just talked about this here recently. Um, in my opinion of Jimmy G is I think his future in the NFL is he could be the next uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and I don't think he has a higher ceiling than that. So well, I, I get what you're saying with Jalen Hurts, because I don't think he's the long-term answer in Philadelphia. But I don't know that Jimmy G wins them more games this season. That's my I, only my only drawback from that. Honestly, Fitzpatrick was a very talented and underutilized. Oh, I loved him. Like, I loved him. Possibly he was up in Buffalo. To like, ever play. Yeah, he was great in Buffalo. I was surprised they replaced him. But. And that's that's what I say. That's what's wrong with the NFL is is you have an expectation to make it to the Super Bowl every year rather than building to get there. You can't just buy a team and go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, there's not many Tom Brady's that are on the market. So um, I see, and that's we we talked about potential landing spots for Jimmy G, and we we agreed Seattle's not likely unless they blow the 49ers out of the water with the trade package, which no way. I doubt they're going to do that because that's going to help the 49ers going forward. And I doubt Jimmy G is going to help them with where their roster is at. Neither uh, team one landing spot that I really liked personally was Jimmy G as a replacement for Jared Goff in Detroit. I think that would be a fantastic fit for, Ooh, for him good. and for Dan Campbell up there in, in Detroit. I think Danny Campbell's all in on Goff. I think he believes in the kid. I think he'll keep him in. 
I think we'll see he, how long it lasts. But I, I think agree he with you. probably will too. But I think Jimmy G's a clear upgrade over Jared Goff. And if he's gonna hitch his wagon to Jared Goff, I think he's gonna be out of the league in another year. So I disagree. And I uh my like I said, I'm really I'm I'm stuck on Jimmy G being like the mentor backup now. I Jacksonville really would be that. a good fit for that role. Jacksonville and New York. I, yeah. I could see him going to either the Giants, Jets, or um, Jacksonville. Well, Ky- Kyler Murray's got to learn how to watch films, so maybe Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> Might not be a bad idea. Who knows? See how the Browns go. They might pick him up. I was going to say, Browns might need a quarterback, although they did sign Josh Rosen. Um, I do like that Giants fit. Uh, especially That'd with be- Daniel Jones probably not going to be there after this season. So if you can name a quarterback up. and I can't picture you at all, like that just tells me that your your time is limited. And yeah, and Daniel uh, Jones is is that guy. Like where did your guy Gardner Minshew end up? Was it Philly? Uh, with, uh, uh, he was in Philly. I can't remember where he ended up. I gotta look it up. I don't think he's I on a contract it. right now, is he? I love he went Gardner. somewhere. That's that's what I'm saying. Garner would have been excellent for Jacksonville if they would have just given him a chance and built a team around the guy. Like, if you're winning games as a bad team in the NFL, like, why not try nice. that for a couple years? He's still with Philly. Is he? That's what I thought. He's yeah, third so on that I depth don't... chart then. I love Well, Gardner. that's why I don't think, even if Hurts gets hurt, I think Gardner's a, a very capable backup. So I don't He's not see even that. a backup, though. He would be third string on that team. His must his mustache alone would get you at least three wins next season. I'm just I, saying. I get wet for that moment, I tell you. <laughs> I love Gardner Minshew. I absolutely love that dude. Kid's got moxie, man. He really does. Yeah, he does. Just, uh, do you have the depth chart pulled up? Where's he sitting on the depth chart going into training? Uh, I just I was just looking to see where he was still listed, uh roster wise. Real quick. Yeah. So while Bill's pulling that up, I'm going to actually move on to another little tidbit that just broke today. Um, speaking of the Buccaneers and quote unquote buying a team, um, hey, granted it's a pretty it. pretty favorable contract, but Julio Jones just signed a one year deal with them. No, um, this is pretty interesting because with Gronk exiting as the big boy target, I'm not saying Julio's you know the spry young chicken that he was when he came into the league. But if you're going to have a resurgence, it would be in this offense with Mike Evans. I mean, it's they lost another big. It target, could be though. scarier. They lost, they lost two Gronk. huge targets, Gronk and uh, what's his nuts that walked off. Yeah, the but field they strip. They just signed oh, Kyle. They, they don't need Antonio. Yeah, Brady needs so a tight like end Kyle to be Rudolph. successful. Like Brady Kyle needs a good, a good serviceable tight end. He is. He, is. he was good in Minnesota. But that's the thing. If Brady doesn't have a tight end to to manage games with he's not going to win games like you would expect him to julio jones is at least with the titans last year he was not good um i don't know if some of that was still building back from that injury so i'm intrigued to see what he does with brady brady obviously tends to bring the best out of all of his receivers so that could be a huge signing that you know under the under the radar so to speak but kyle rudolph i think is going to be huge kind of taking over that Gronk thing. And Gronk didn't rule out coming back in, he's done. you know, later in the season. So he's done. Could, he's made his money. He's having we'll fun. We'll see if they, if they make the playoffs, maybe, maybe homeboy comes. Well, back. he has to be on, on yeah. the team by what week 15 or something like that. 
he ain't gonna play unless he's playing with Brady. Like, can we all acknowledge that? Yes. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So and then back to the the Eagles real quick: Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew, Reed Sinnott, and Carson Strong. So I would say Minshew's slotted in Minshew. at at number two, pretty pretty stably. I thought they drafted a quarterback for some reason. That's, yep, that, that's that Carson Strong. Carson Strong's the rookie from Nevada, so and they would push, have him ponied up push both two. of them. And I just want to take a short break and announce that Chad Pinder just took uh, Garcia of the Houston Astros deep for a Grand Slam. So, Chad Pinder, y'all, Chad Pinder. You know when baseball was really good when they let all them boys do a bunch of steroids and just slug homers the whole time. That was baseball is still good if they could just you know <laughs> quit shooting themselves in the foot with the damn PA and the association. I haven't I haven't sports. actually tried to watch a game since they put a shot clock on the pitcher, but I feel that would make it honestly a better viewing experience. You get a pitch clock. They don't follow it half the time. I thought they did that for the All Star game. Tried it out and it. I don't know. They're doing it in the minor leagues for sure. They're doing automated strike zone in the minor leagues too. So I think it's going to get better. They automated strike zones will kill baseball. No. Yeah. (laughs) If I, if it gets past as I think it's going to, and we kind of talked about this before, I think what it's going to do is it's going to be a challenge system, kind of like what you see in tennis where they quickly just say, I think that was a strike and they can quickly review it, they say, yep, it was a strike. They should so just put a broomstick with a glove behind the plate then. Like, why do you need a catcher if well, you're not going to get They still got to be there to make foul, fair and foul what, calls. What, they're playing and... catch with their four-year-old now? Is that what Jesus. it is? The human element All of the right. pitch game does matter. Come on. Back to football. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Logan, you and your old man takes. That's not an old man take. That is an old man take. Uh, I, all the people that complain about pass interference losing them games, they're only complaining because their team lost. They're not complaining when they're on the positive receiving end of a bad call. Like the human element of sports makes it more exciting. Period. Yeah, that's true. It'll still and, be but there. That's 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 Bill's point, though. Is it's not removing it. You're still going to have the ump behind the plate. They're just going to be able to have some form of verifying, which they've kind of gone that way with everything in in baseball. And if so, yeah, everything but government, I'm, I'm optimistic. <laughs> if you've watched Angel Hernandez behind the plate or CV Buckner, you would understand the need for an automated strike system. It, I would say that's just that's the reason he's a pro, right there. Yeah, he's a pro because the. I have no idea who neither of those guys are. I want to well, reference that as well. Let's uh, let's just say you should be thankful that you don't know who they are. But um, the umpires union is so strong that they can't get rid of the guys that are worthless. So it's unfortunate, but anyway. Tried suing them and whole nine yards, but. I think what you do is you just let the boys start juicing again. You start cranking out 90 homers a season (laughs) and baseball's back on top, baby. Like fixed it. Boom. (laughs) That's one rescue plan. I think they still have in their back pocket for when they ruin it with these negotiations that they can't get done so yeah um, so i'm gonna i'm gonna get us back on track here bill yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna derail it again um, that's okay <laughs> we're, we're keeping it we're keeping it. oh geez we're having uh, fun we're here. having fun buddy 
Your expansion, buddies. I saw a really fun take. Um, Josh Allen, not our Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, um, was quoted as saying that it feels good to have a to be part of a professional locker room um, with Doug Pedersen taking over in Jacksonville. I mean, obviously, everybody knows the Urban Meyer fiasco was a train wreck. Um, well, but I, I think coach that, not flying home with his players and going to strip clubs. Like, come on now. See, and that's that's a big thing, but. It's so much on the field and the way he handled the team, all the above. Horrible. I just can't even. But I, I think I this is a big positive. Yeah. It's, you, you tend to see that college coaches don't do well in NFL locker rooms, and that's because, Ego. you know, you have your, your Sabins, Urban Meyer. They want to control every little thing about the locker room, about the player experience. And that doesn't work in an NFL locker room. Those guys have their own egos. They, you know, aren't, they don't have to listen to what you say. Obviously at the end of the day, the coach controls their, their fate in the NFL, but if they're good enough, if the coach lets them go, there's going to be 31 other teams that want to get them. So if Doug Peterson gets an opportunity, an actual opportunity in Jacksonville, I think he'll be successful. He's a Super Bowl caliber coach. What do you guys think about Trevor Lawrence with him? I, mean, at the- I don't think you can be great your entire life and and not have some sense of success in the NFL. Yeah. He, he's been a number one draft pick since he was 11. Yeah. Uh, yeah I my think only I, thing, I, it's just going to depend on – they need to get an identity on offense. They've never formed one since Trevor Lawrence has been there. Um, they can say they had one, but they really never executed it. They need to get a game plan, stick to the game plan. 100%. For, for a kid like Trevor Lawrence, I'd like to see them literally take the, we're going to start with 20 plays for the first beginning of the game. And we're going to run them regardless. Build a culture. Build a culture well, for sure. But they he can... They consistently only put it on Trevor Lawrence. His his entire experience in the NFL, they've not done anything around him. But that's um, the thing. Like, I don't think that's where he's fallen short. He's a talented quarterback. But oh, if you're sure. going out and you're playing at 70% because you don't really care, like, build a culture. Get the kid excited about football again. I, I get you there. But for me, his decision-making is probably his biggest Achilles heel right now. And it's just because he's overwhelmed. Yeah, um, when you when you're watching, I think, I think Doug Peterson will take care of that. But I, I hope so. He's a good coach. I'm glad he got well, another opportunity. Well, and Doug Peterson, I kind of figured he would. He does well with quarterbacks. I mean, look at what he did with Carson Wentz and what Carson Wentz has done since then. So, <laughs> two it's, uh I think he'll be a major benefit to to Trevor Lawrence. And yeah, just having it, that structure, giving Travis Etienne back. I think it's going to be a lot better than it was last year. So, I could coattail that into Carolina talk. I'm so proud of Carolina for giving Rule time to establish his culture. You need to to, to establish his playbook, like giving him weapons. Like I, I think Rule will be a successful Carolina coach, and it'll be this year. Yeah, and that's Love that it. was actually my first question to you: is is Matt Rule the guy? And do you think he'll still be here next year if they don't make it into the playoffs? Because a lot of the insiders are saying this is this is his last year to prove he can do it. We have we have an owner that is an ultra wealthy man who wants to win yesterday, 
So I think his ass will be a little hot. But uh, if he's an intelligent owner, I think you give Rule two years with the same quarterback and see what he can do with it. Honestly, the first three games last year, Carolina was on pace to be the best defense that's ever existed. They allowed 45, 490, 135 rushing yards in three games. Like, they were oppressive on defense. And they were slamming on offense. We just, some guy just can't keep his ass healthy or his hamstrings healthy, I should say. Yeah. CMC, (laughs) that's the frustrating thing with, with Sam Darnold is he looked pretty decent until CMC went out and then he looked like Sam Darnold again. So serviceable until then. Yeah. My question to you is, and this is kind of a, I don't know, maybe a last ditch effort to keep Christian McCaffrey healthy. And my idea is to move him to slot slot wide receiver rather than lining up at running back. Do you think that is feasible and do you think that helps lengthen his career slash keep him healthy? No, because the kid's going to run like he's mad at the grass for as long as he plays. Like, he just – he's going to give you 100% every single play. And, unfortunately, he's not the biggest guy. And halfbacks get beat up in the NFL. That's why halfbacks don't get paid quarterback money. Like, I, I think no matter what you do with him, he's going he's gonna to play as hard as he always plays. And you're going to get a lot of – electric out of or electricity out of that but so let me ask you this i i I, this is the question i've been dying to ask you um so with that being said about him how open are you as a fan to moving him i i i think he will be successful if you put him in the slot 100 percent. run some i mean i mean trading him Oh, getting rid of him? You can't. Nobody's going to pick up that contract. He's on my team until his contract's up. There, you can't there, move him. I, I used to think what you just said was true. Contracts are ridiculous in the league nowadays. Um, and they, I'm, just, I'm just curious, regardless of money, if you could move him and get obviously no. comparable return, would you, would you want to? I would want him on my team, even if it's only for six games a season. Okay. No question. Like those six ask. games, those six games, he's are going to be electric. The kid is a, is a, he's a superstar. I mean, he's, he's a stud. Unfortunately, he just can't stay. He's played 11 out of 35 games since he got his contract. Yep. Like that's, you can't, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with that. Well, maybe you will. Maybe we'll get lucky. You'll stay healthy all season and we'll make a run, but we're not going to go back to back. And I'm fine with that. I would be fine with one. <laughs> it's hard enough to do one. It's there ain't no point in stress about trying to do two. That's you the know, thing. Like, I would love to see him at slot wide receiver because I feel like that's going to save him from having to do the pass pro uh, where he's picking up blitzers and things like that. Those are high impact hits that he's taking even when he's not touching the football. Um, where yeah, slot receiver, hurts. clean release. Try, try to get him in motion, things like that. I think he could be a Hunter Renfro type out of the slot. And obviously Hunter Renfro is a great slot wide receiver. He, he would be a Wes Welker. He's the same build. Wes Welker on the Dolphins was a serviceable wide receiver, but he wasn't winning you games. Well, No, and, he wasn't. Yeah, Kyle can attest. <laughs> Wes Welker was horrible. All he did was fumble. That's, all that's all I'm saying is... 
the move to slot wide receiver may not be what he wants to do. No. But I think it gives the team the, the best value. And if he's looking for another contract after this one, wide receiver is where the money's at. You're not going to get another contract like you did at running back. So no. uh, That's the move the thing. makes Let sense it. for the team, makes sense for the player. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. I, I, I don't think he wants to do it. I think he is all right with the fact that he runs his dick off. Like, he likes he likes being a running back, and he's good at it. Like, like I said, I would roll the dice with it every single time. I would I would take the gamble every season and and hope he stays healthy for a whole year because you're gonna be you're gonna be Super Bowl contenders if that's the case. Yeah. Didn't help that our entire defense got injured in the same game he got injured though. Honestly, yeah, Darnold didn't have a chance. He got he got just pummeled with injuries around him. Is there anyone in? Well, I guess you guys just started training camp today, but is there anyone that rookie-wise or free agent signing that, that we should uh, keep an eye out for that might yeah, be a surprise? That big boy they, they took in the first round or first round is going to be huge. Like having having a big offensive lineman that wants to block for the run because run blocking is aggressive. I mean, you got to have a different mentality than a pass blocker. I think it's going to be huge. I think, like I said, if Christian can stay healthy – that's going to be a big addition to the team. But I also think we were we were pretty stacked last year, but they added, I want to say it was a left left linebacker. Maybe it's right. Let me look. Uh, that that should fit in well on our team. Because you got Burns and Gross Modest that kind of float because they run that, you know, advanced crooked nose tackle 3-4. Their defense is next level. But uh, there's really nobody that I'm keeping an eye on outside of just depth because, you know, Carolina got killed with in injuries last year. Yeah. And then Matt Corral, do you think he's quarterback of the future? Do you think if Baker does well, then they'll just keep him around? Baker is going to come in with such a chip on his shoulder. He's going to blow people away. He took the Cleveland Browns to a playoff victory. Like, the kid is talented, and he wants to fucking have a city behind him, and Charlotte is the city to do it. Baker is going to blow people's minds this year, and we're not even going to pay him to do it, which is even better. <laughs> yeah. That I'm was so the excited. Best part. So excited for Baker Mayfield. I think, I think Cleveland made the worst decision they ever could have made by burning that bridge. Because OBJ got his fucking feelings hurt. That's the only reason they fucking did what they did. That was four in a row. I apologize for my potty mouth, but you're going to have to bleed me. <laughs> but That's okay. Baker, no, whatever. Baker was truly a talented quarterback. Like, if you can be successful in Cleveland, you're going to be successful in Carolina. There's just no doubt. Yeah. Well, and we were talking off air about this, this signing, and I think he adds the dynamic that may even help Christian McCaffrey in that he's that threat that, Hey, if I hold on to the football, they got to account for me too. So they can't just send everyone in to go get, to go get CMC. So we, we have, we have DJ Moore as well. Somebody that can successfully throw to DJ Moore, no matter where he's at on the field. Yeah. That's going to open it up for, for Christian quite a lot. Yep. I agree with you. Like I, I was excited about Darnold though. So let's I'm hope hoping for another that... five win season. I'm hoping that DJ Moore after camp is a little more optimistic about Baker. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, Robbie, yeah, I, I did not say who you're talking I about. Oh, it was, it was Robbie. I was thinking it was DJ. Sorry. Yep. Robbie I, wasn't I thrilled that, at first. I hope that hopefully. people are a little happier because I'm, I'm with you, Logan. I was super pumped for you guys. I love the Baker Mayfield trade. Um, I, and I'm with you. I think he's going to be so chippy. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to single-handedly carry you to the playoffs, but I'm telling you he is going to fight no. for you week in, week out. But that's the thing is he doesn't have to. It's a well-established team. We we have an amazing defense, and nobody was looking at it last year because we lost Burns and we lost fucking yeah. – oh, what's his name? The the rookie we had last year. Um, I could see him in my head. He's number eight. But he he's a solid shutdown corner. Like our defensive line is set all the way across. We drafted defense four years in a row. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't have to carry the game. He just has to come in, not give it away. And I, I think he can do that. The, the way that the division is stacking up, Ugh. Tampa Bay is probably still going to be at the top, but I yep. feel like the Saints are probably set to take a step back after all that salary cap they had to clear out. The Falcons are still trying to build with Arthur Smith as their quarterback or as their new coach. Uh, they, they might got, be playing quarterback as far as he's concerned. Marcus Mariota is their answer for now at quarterback. What do you guys – what do you guys think about that? I think Marcus Mariota is another one of those quarterbacks that has a lot of talent, has a lot of drive, and could be successful in Atlanta. Uh, I have an unpopular opinion about that era of quarterbacks because this is ahead. the same. This this is the same Colin Kaepernick era of quarterbacks coming into the league. Was that Super Bowl winning Colin Kaepernick referring to there? No, it's the most gimmicky <laughs> group of quarterbacks to ever enter the NFL. Um, but to your point, though, so I guess here's my thing, though. That same team with Colin Kaepernick, everything was – when that option hit with these quarterbacks, the league didn't know what to do for about a year and a half. Yep. And then once they figured it out, well, his career was over, regardless of the politics and all that. Yeah, we don't need it's, to get into all it's that. It's because he wasn't good. <laughs> I, he just was not performing anymore. So I – I think Mariota is a little bit different as far as um, personality traits. I like him a lot more. I think he's way more of a, a team player. I think he's, I think he will do okay, but I don't think he's the answer. I think you don't want him as your quarterback in Atlanta for more than a year or two. Personally, and I don't think they're planning on him as a long-term yeah. answer. Obviously, no. contract is short term. Yeah, they've openly said they're in a rebuild. So yeah, well, and they're he's well into his career at this point. I think this is his seventh season or something like that. So isn't he 32 or 31? Yeah, he's getting up there and he was a backup on it on the Raiders the last couple seasons and couldn't stay healthy. So that's the thing that scares me is they want to use him as a, a as a running option, but every time he breaks away on a, on a run, I mean, he's getting hurt. He was hurt the entire first season. He was on the Raiders except the very end of this, I think the last four games or something like that. And then he came in and did a quarterback option, had the best or the longest run of the season for us and yeah. pulled his hamstring and missed like the next 10 weeks or something. So I don't think you can rely on him as, as your quarterback, if that's how you're planning to use him because he's probably going to get hurt and he's probably not going to be available. So I don't see him. He doesn't have the arm strength. He's not super accurate, so I don't think he can be a pocket passer. 
And like you said, if you're going to use him as a mobile quarterback, you're probably not going to have him for the length of the season. So that's that's a hot take I have is I don't think there's any quarterback that has athleticism that can be a true pocket passer because they know they have that in their back pocket. Like if you know you can run it, like would you call Aaron Rodgers a pocket quarterback? Technically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he can do it. He can also scramble, but he, he picks his spots when to scramble. He's not falling back yeah. to that instead of going through all his progressions. So yeah, I would it's say not a, it's not a crutch. Good point. Yeah. It's a it's a it's an asset more than crutch hundred percent. I don't well, know. I would to your point, Logan, though, you bring I mean you bring up a really good point. That whole pocket passer mobile quarterback to differentiate that in today's league is really, oh, yeah. really difficult because it's <laughs> You don't have any true pocket passers anymore outside of Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, you, he only does that because he's two years old and you can't well, really yeah. scramble with a walker, you know? I would say Derek Carr, too. I mean, he doesn't scramble Carr, as much as he should. No, but he's got some feet on him. And I guess he, that's he, my point is there's not a quarterback coming to the league anymore that that's not being looked at by the team, I guess. I agree. Yeah, my point. It's it's going to be no a package. Part. It's going to be a part of the offense. You're not going to have that guy. You know, I mean, I'll go back to obviously my favorite ever. Dan Marino was the definition of a pocket passer, yes, and you sir. just don't have that anymore. You're not no. going to have that anymore. I disagree. I think we'll see the league evolve back into that because the league is secular, a hundred percent. So, like, if teams are getting smaller, it's only going to take one team to be like, okay, let's take some big motherfuckers and just run it down their throats for a whole game to shift the entire dynamic of the league. Like, we see a lot of spread option or or, or RPO. Like, that pe- teams are going to start building against that and start being successful, and we'll see the we'll see the league shift in that. I think. I hope. I would. I would hope so because, like. I'm still the guy that loves fullbacks. I tight end is one of my favorite positions in the world. Like Mike Allstott, I I love that. You're right. How can you not? (laughs) Well, I mean, you already have a team kind of doing that with Tennessee Titans. I mean, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's taking the uh, Marshawn Lynch, where he said you you can either go around them or you can go through them. (laughs) Yeah, he's taking that route. So. I don't get how well, that guy stays healthy, but he's got so much bulk behind his running. Like, well, well he, he doesn't the does last half of the season, but <laughs> yeah. I thought he only missed three games. I thought he only missed three. No, games. he missed the big half? jump. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I think he missed eight games. He came back for the last one, but I, the funny That's... thing was he was still like second or third in the league after yeah, missing all those games for rushing totals. <laughs> but. Um, That's the hard part with shifting the NFL nowadays is is health is always going to play yeah. a factor in that. And it's easy to keep a quarterback healthy that can fucking sling the rock because he, he's not taking the hits. Yep. It's true. Especially in today's league. I mean, you touch the quarterback, you're getting a flag tossed on you. So, For sure. And that's unfortunately. I'm, I'm interested to see how that situation unfolds in Tennessee because if Tannehill struggles at all this, this season – They've got Malik sitting there in the in the background, so I, I wonder if they make a move because I don't think Tannehill will be brought back on on any future contract. So it might be my cynicism in my old age, but like I I like players that have moxie, like Joey Burrow. I was I was all about that kid wearing a fur coat and 
ridiculous glasses to interviews. I, I love that moxie. Like, no fun league him. needs to go away. <laughs> so. I hate him, but he's he's literally Joe Namath 2.0, and it makes uh, me yeah. sick. It Joe Namath, but good at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but but the big difference is he was good. Yeah, he, did, he didn't he didn't win the most boring Super Bowl ever played. Oh, Joe Namath got a handout for his <sighs> Hall of Fame did. Like, I don't understand how that man's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you wanted to bring up with your Carolina Panthers before we move on to our last couple notes here? Yeah. How about their owner just sticking it to a, a town in North Carolina with half a stadium built for their for their training camps? As a billionaire, that's just that's just that's a shit rough. thing to do. Like when you got more money than you know what to do with, like uh, Lex Luthor, like you should probably like pay that town back at least. It, it was a headline from six months ago. It really doesn't matter. But I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to dig at a billionaire. My brand is just digging at billionaires, so like I needed one. So I'm good. I got it. I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> and with that, we'll move on to Raiders camp. I already alluded to um, oh, Josh man. McDaniels was – he's definitely setting the tone at training camp. Um, he's pushing the boys. They got to start a week early because they have the new head coach. They haven't done any contact drills or anything like that, so it's just been walkthroughs and going over the playbook, conditioning, all that fun stuff. But it's definitely much different. Uh, according to the players this year versus last year. Um, guys are having to run laps if they make mistakes and things like that. There's attention to detail. Everyone is going over everyone's portion of the playbook. So it's not just that it's not just grouped into wide receiver rooms, tight end rooms, running back rooms. Everyone has to know everyone's portion of the playbook. So it's just a lot more attention to detail than like what it. Gruden did. And I think they that's have- a good thing. They have the team for it, too. Like, they have yeah. the team for it. And I think some of that's coming from Derek Carr getting sick of losing and, you know, <laughs> the second-half slump that they always go through. Uh, part of it's Devontae Adams just being a true leader and, and taking that wide receiver room and, and running with it. You've got Darren Waller at, in the tight end room. So Dude, You have to be so excited for this uh, season. It's going <laughs> to be good. But we did get one bad note, and that is – I think I, I really don't know Denzel Good. He announced a surprise retirement yesterday. Uh, today he posted on Twitter and basically just said, "I'm not fuck running laps." He said, "Fuck running laps." He, he said, "I'm not ruling coming back." Um, but yeah, I think maybe camp was getting a little grindy for him, being a veteran and coming off that injury. Maybe he didn't want to press it that hard. I don't know. Uh, he alluded to maybe some things going on in his personal life and said, I've got things that I got to take care of right now and football's not going to allow me to do that. So maybe he'll come back in the middle of the season when he's in better shape and that injury's not nagging at him. Um, that's one of the cool things that's happened with the current media is like you hear veterans training camp is why they retire for the most part. So it's a hundred percent possibility. He'll step yeah. back in week five, week six. Yep. And that's, Hey, you, if, you've, if seen Eric, this with, you've seen this with you've seen this with the Patriots. Weddle, I was Go just ahead. gonna say if Eric Weddle can come in and be the captain of a defense, he can come in halfway through the <laughs> well, season. And Eric Weddle's a damn I love Eric Weddle, by the but, way. Oh man. I remember I love, when he I got drafted. And and that's the thing that kind of scares me. Like 
obviously the the culture is shifting with the Raiders and and Josh McDaniels taking over, but you also he, saw a lot of the Patriots. They would bring in veterans to training camp and they would retire after a day or two. So it's I got also a not for you, though, Bill. Are Go you ahead. all right with McDaniels trying to put Bill Belichick's culture in your locker room? Like, is that something that excites you? See, and that's I, I don't think he is. I think it's his adaptation of it. The guys are saying they're excited to have him on. And I don't think that's just, you know, because they want to keep their roster spot. This is guys that are doing media rounds and saying, no, Josh McDaniels is great. I love to have his attention to detail, things like that. So I, I am excited. Guru, so. Yeah. And that's the thing. He He's obviously great at what he does. He learned from his Denver experience. So he, he said, I, the first go around, I did not do personal relationships well and didn't delegate things. I tried to take control of every single little thing. And right now, I mean, he's just coaching. They've got a GM that has control of the roster that has final say on, on most things football related. So right now it's just Josh McDaniels doing what he knows how to do and that's coaching. So I'm excited to see how it turns out. I think he's the coach that we need. Obviously, I would have been fine with them bringing back Rich Bisaccia after what he did last season That's for us. That's the coach you need. That's the coach you need. Awesome. But attention to detail is something that has been severely lacking in the Raiders locker room for quite some time. And I think some of that is trying to hold on to that mystique of the old Raiders where, you know, we're just going to win it by bluster and, and beating you up. That doesn't work these days because you get penalized for doing things like that. So <laughs> you can't be poking people in the eyes after you you just spit on them like Romanowski back in the day. Like exactly. So I'm excited to see the culture shift. Obviously, if it doesn't turn into wins, I'm not going to be too thrilled. But you know, I think with the t- the roster they've put together, they still have a few spots, especially that offensive line. Losing Denzel Good is going to hurt. So I think they have some some things that they need to do to address before the start of the season, but I, I am super fired up for it. So. They, they have the talent. They have the talent at quarterback and in, in, in his weapons to make a quick enough offense, you know, three-step drops, five-step drops that yep. can make up for some of that. But, yeah, offensive line is going to kill you, and your defense has, you know, it's like Swiss cheese. No, defense is getting better. I think the upgrades they've made to the defensive line, particularly <laughs> – yeah, Chandler and Jones Max on Crosby. the other end of Max it's Crosby. Gonna They're going to be wreaking havoc. So, we argued about this going into the playoffs for two days straight, Bill. Like, I just disagree with you on every level. Like, well, that's there's talent fine, on your defense. That's fine. There's, th- I'm saying it's upgraded. Defense How- from last year, we were still trying to get Damon Arnett on the field, and then when he got cut off, cut off the team, we were, you know. Filling in with with backup cornerbacks. I like the guy they brought in, uh, Averett from uh, the Ravens. He played very well after Marlon Humphrey, and I can't remember who the other starting cornerback was from the Ravens that got hurt. But he essentially got thrown into that cornerback one situation and thrived. Uh, We brought in Rockyson from uh, the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts. We've still got Nate Hobbs. We lost Casey Hayward, but we brought in... Deron Harmon to help play safety. We have uh, Trevon, or what's his name? Trevon Merrick. He's, he played very well as a rookie. I think he's going to do even better this upcoming season. So I think secondary is good. Defensive line is good. Linebacking core is not as great, but obviously if you're getting to the quarterback, forcing pressure, 
it's going to put a lot less pressure on your your cornerbacks and and linebackers. So if you, if your offense is putting up you know sixty points a game as well, like that well, also that takes helps a lot too. Of pressure off them, a little less yeah. pressure on the D. So I uh, uh, I'm just saying right now, this is like my outside of my own team. This is the one pairing that I'm looking forward to the most this next season is Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. For I sure. love Max Crosby for one because he is he's a like, stud. Definition of a redemption story. Like I absolutely love him. Um, But to now have, okay. So he had an amazing season last year with mediocre help across the rest of that line. Yep. The fact that he's going to have somebody else pulling. um, I mean, it's like a Cam Hayward. Yeah. It's going to be like a Cam Hayward to TJ Watt. Like it's, I'm excited about this and I'm excited for you because I think that was as far as your defense goes, there's nothing that hides issues on a defense better than a strong front four because well, if the play never gets started. 100%, Kyle. That's a great Boom. point. That's what 100%. he said. I mean, Chandler Jones, when he was interviewed, he said, if you're going to double me, can't double Max. If you're going to double Max, can't it. double me. And he said, one of us is getting to the quarterback every single play. We both have endless motors. I can't wait to see what we do as this pairing. And – They've added some girth on the the inside of the line too. Last year they tried to play with those faster defensive interior linemen and they couldn't get any push. So adding that bulk up front that's going to help absorb some of those double double blocks. I mean, I think defensive it's going to be tackle. a good season. Defensive tackle is so important. Yes. So important. That's why now I that still want to see and Dominican Sue. I would love that pickup. I still um, want to see it. He he fits the Raider mentality more than any player. Bill like, just said we're moving on from that culture, Kyle. We're yeah. moving on except from for, that. Culture. Except for on the defensive <laughs> line. Except for on the defensive line. You gotta line. have the big nasties. The only thing I have to say, Bill, and I apologize for this after giving you a compliment about your defensive lineman. The only thing that makes me sad is trying to imagine what Khalil Mack would have been like behind those two. And I'm sorry. Getting rid of Khalil that. was a good move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill. Bill walk do do? out. What do you do on Chicago? The guy sucked. Good trade. <laughs> well, I feel like it I would have been a good trade. trade. It would have been a good trade if we did anything with those draft picks we got yeah, for him. I, I'm joking. That was a terrible trade. Like that was so dumb. Yeah. But to my to my point though is so building your defense though. If you were to say hit on somebody out of the draft on that second level in in your linebacking core, I mean that could be. It, it could be something very special. Um, the play those, calling. Those two guys. Like, like you have well, a lot of talent, but how cohesive were they in the playoffs on D? You would well, say they were great. I would say they weren't. No, they weren't great. Well, if, if they can have a fully healthy secondary, I think it's going to change a lot of things. They were plugging and playing all last year. But, I mean, they were one play away from forcing overtime against the eventual yes, Super Bowl were. champions, or I guess – follow the uh, eventual Super Bowl participants <laughs> for the like, AFC. You I might a, say I, they you might say they were an apple away from winning yeah. the Super Bowl. Oh, exactly. I, I, I say that I'm only a Carolina fan, but because you're my best friend, I've always rooted like we're really oh, good same. about that. We don't talk shit about each other's Raiders. teams. Yeah, I've always rooted for the Raiders because of Bill. Bill roots for my Panthers, same reason. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh and heartwarming. No, I just Two notes I wanted to say is every year it seems that there's these guys that break out at training camp and everyone has buzz about 
this year it's Matt Collins. He's a wide receiver that they signed from Miami, I think. And he's kind of a special teamer slash wide receiver. I don't think he'll contribute a ton at the wide receiver position just because of what's in front of him. Uh, but I think he's going to be a great punt returner. And hopefully that means Hunter Renfro doesn't have to go back there and take punts. And obviously we had no threat at kick return last year. So getting someone back there that can, can be electric, that would be a, a major addition. And then Lester Cotton, he may be part of the reason why they haven't made a move at guard yet because he's generating a lot of buzz. He's been with the team two years now on the practice squad both years. They've kind of tucked him away. A uh, lot, of, lot of hype around him saying he's going to make the roster and possibly even push for a starting spot, plus Dylan Parham that they picked up from Memphis. So I'm excited to see how hearing, it all works out. But I love offensive hearing a practice line. player. I love hearing a practice squad guy. Oh, yeah. Making it making noise that makes me happy. Cinderella stories are awesome. That's why they exist. What's going on in exactly. Miami, there, Kyle? It's funny you should say that. You've missed a lot, Bill or uh, Logan. Um, so uh, years back, I actually got out of the NFL for a while. I took about a three-year hi- hiatus. Um, You're not rooting for porpoises anymore. Haven't oh, been for God. a long time. See, this, I have. It has been a long time. Then I'm. It has I, been. I, it, I'll get you caught up real quick. Uh, so I'm a big Pittsburgh Penguins fan, and I follow the Pirates now. Bill got me into baseball finally, um, and my whole wife, my wife's entire family is um, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and I go to Pittsburgh quite regularly. It's the greatest good, place if on you're earth. Hop, hop to a team. That's a good one to hop to. Well, that's where we are. Um, so yeah, Tomlin. little bit, little bits changed. I'm the biggest Tomlin fanboy on the planet. Yep. His whole we story always give him his props for for juggling Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant. And seriously, I, I don't know what that. the highest I don't Lady know what the highest Bell. honor like a country can give. I don't I don't know what it is. Whatever the president can give, he deserves it twice. It's it's the presidential medal of freedom, just so you know. There you go. Well, there we go. He needs two of them. <laughs> One day. Um so yeah, a little bit different from, from my young I, days, I am so so sad you don't root for a shitty team anymore. Like that sucks. I'm not. I, I, there's a whole lot to it, but I, I'm not sad at all. I'm I absolutely have fallen in love with Pittsburgh. Um what really did it was my wife actually took me um I got to go to my first Penguins game actually in Pittsburgh. And it was, I mean, it's all downhill from there. I absolutely fell in love with that city. Um, I, I, I almost so it made it easy. a Denver fan for the same reason. Me and Bill went with my mom to a Denver game. They played the Jets. I almost became a Denver fan. Live sports definitely can make a huge my difference. God. Bill would have kicked you I hope, curve yeah. immediately. I hope I ever, <laughs> never hear you repeat that again. Are you kidding me? Incomplete. You chant it every time. It's like indoctrination. Oh I just couldn't resist. Yeah. I will say this. I have been to a lot of stadiums between hockey, baseball, basketball, football. I mean, a lot. And there is no place that I like less than in Vesco Field. Yes. The fans are unbearable. I'm just going to say sure. it. I'm sorry to any of you out there. They're unbearable. I've, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I've been to like fierce division rivals and it's not as bad. And it's not just it's not just Denver because I've gone to Avalanche games and people have been awesome. Coors I mean, is like a fun field. Coors, Coors is, is amazing. Yeah, I just yep, Coors Field is great. 
I hate fans at Invesco. There's something about, there's like this invisible barrier that they walk through on their way into that stadium and they transform instantly and they just turn into horrible people. They do. I was a kid. I was a kid. I went to a Carolina Denver game with my brother. I was a kid at the time and uh, they were just horrible to me. Yep. (laughs) We weren't even wearing, we weren't even wearing jerseys or anything like no there's no way that they could know i was a raiders fan we went to that game oh you can just talking about uh broncos and chargers this is back when ladanian tomlinson was on the chargers and i that's the main reason i wanted to go to that game but love it um yeah no there was this guy that was at the he was the end seat and wouldn't let us walk through to get to our seat so we had to go around what i mean man just being uh, a dick to be one. And that's what he was doing. So, yeah, no, I've I can attest to that. I have you never had bad experiences outside of that stadium. I mean, you have people that are drunk or dumb, and it's just a one-off, you know, a quick moment. But, I mean, they just get ignorant. And maybe I've just been unlucky. I don't know. No, yeah, you're I mean, not. It, but it has happened numerous times. Yeah. So, no, yeah, not my favorite place to go to that's the funny thing like you know raiders have such a bad reputation but like if you talk to like other fans going into those environments it's not nearly as hostile on them and the broncos country is yeah Yeah. no i think if you're an opposing fan going in trying to get a seat in the black hole or something back in oakland i mean that's on you alive yeah that's on you but if you sit in the visiting you know stands you'll be just fine but sitting in the nosebleed you're gonna have a good experience yeah. Oh, yeah, I was in the nosebleeds for Carolina. That did not matter to those fans. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think last couple notes you had, Kyle. You want to take over here? Oh uh, yeah, they're pretty quick. Little little NBA news. Um, they better be. This... Logan ran it ten minutes over, Kyle. I'm cool with it. I loved it, man. I had a good time catching up. Um, so Detroit Pistons, I actually absolutely love this. They brought back the old teal horse unis for this next season, which probably is in my top five unis in the NBA. I loved those old teal unis. Um, so anybody listening, you guys search them, check them out. I miss them. They're wonderful. I love them. Kyle uh, also enjoyed Larry Bird shorts from the seventies. He wants those to come back. As dude, well. they were, they were in at the time. I'm, I'm going to share it real quick. Just so okay. people can see, because these are beautiful. I, I love them. I was so happy to see it. There we go. Popping up now. Those oh, bad actually, boys. that is that's that. I thought you meant oh, the man. old old version of their Pistons, where it was. Yeah, no, those are those are pretty sick right there. Those are beautiful. I mean, when I think of the Pistons, this is what I think of. So yeah. I was just super pumped for them. To I don't even them remember them wearing those. Those are sweet. I was really. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my last little tidbit. It's not really anything to talk about. It's more of a precursor to probably our next podcast, but um, the MLB trade deadline is August 2nd, so we're we're getting pretty close. Um, Bill and I should have a decent amount of things to talk about. I'm sure there's yes, going to be some, some movement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got because it's been real quiet. Frankie Montas pitched for the A's today, so this might be his final start with the A's. So a little sad for that, but he did pitch well uh, in line <laughs> for the win. So hopefully 
Ace can hold up and, and keep that for him. But anything else you wanted to talk about, Kyle or Logue, before we call it? Thanks for the opportunity, boys. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure to hop on with you. And it's well, great to you see you, Kyle. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll have you on again later in the season, NFL. We can talk about how your Panthers are doing and whatnot. So. Oh, it's going to be glorious, and I cannot wait. I love it. I love <laughs> Thanks, it. guys. I hope it's a good season for everyone. This was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with this, so thank you, guys. We, we'll have you back, man. It was, it was a good time. I'm glad right. I got to derail it a little bit because yes. I'm telling you, I brought hey, that. Bill, me, me and Bill are good enough at derailing it. Don't don't even feel bad. <laughs> oh, I watch. I watch. I know. <laughs> good. It's constantly distractions, uh, but that's all right. Thank you for coming on, Logue. As always, we, we hope you guys enjoyed. Subscribe. Share our, our posts when we post them. We're going to be doing those shorter videos. We've just been crazy busy with traveling. Uh, in fact, I'll be going to Taryn's funeral this, this weekend, so probably won't post anything this weekend. But I got one more thing, Bill. Okay. Congratulations on your first child there, Kyle. Oh, thank you. Super yes. excited. Yeah, sad I'll be missing that, but... That's all right, man. No biggie. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Adios.